A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Well, hello, my witchy poo. Hello, How are my you? Elf. I How am... are you on this day? Days of, of, of. I don't even know what to call it. Yeah, it's an interesting time to be human. It, right. Yeah. It really is. It really so, is. in the first episode that we start talking about the pandemic, COVID nineteen. I weirdly like to call it COVID-19 versus pandemic because pandemic is just a word that's, it's a really triggery feels into the world word. So mm-hmm. I made a conscious decision to stop using that. Is that fair? Is that yeah, a good move? that's totally fair. So we first start talking about the spiritual, like kind of what are some of the spiritual implications of this? Things um, to consider, COVID. right? As we, consider, we are being swept up in this contamination, right? Right. And, and you know, using that word specifically because it's not only contaminating our communities, our bodies, but also our minds, our energy field, our focus, everything is being drawn to it. So last week we talked about some of the spiritual implications and things to consider, things to open up within you. And this week, it'll be a little different. This week we're going to talk about being human. Yeah. So how do we work with our lower chakras. Last time we talked, our last episode, we talked about the higher chakras. So we kind of started higher. Now we're going to work our way back to the lower chakras. And and really get is, into the earth school lessons. And get into exactly, get into how do we operate, right, right. in this. And 
We're going to be going kind of back and forth on this topic. You know, we like to outline things so we at least have some sort of structure as we move along. But because things have been moving so quickly that I'm going to dive into a conversation I had this morning when I was walking Sookie. And I had a conversation with one of my favorite humans, and her name is Dr. Pam Rutledge, and she has her PhD in psychology. And I've worked with Pam for probably five or six years now. And she helps me understand. I feel like I've kind of gotten maybe a master's in psychology by working so closely with her, or, <laughs> or maybe I'm humoring myself thinking that I did. But she helps me understand human behavior and how we're wired and what instincts are. So it felt like a really great place for us to start talking about what our instincts are and how we're wired, because I think a lot of people are feeling this is hard, right? I don't know how everybody's feeling, but let's just say that it's tough. And I think there's a tremendous amount of fear, for starters. Right. And fear is something that we are hardwired for. Without a doubt. You know, back 2,000 years ago on the, or not 2,000, 2 million. Oh, my God, I sounded like a Christian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've lost all filters <laughs> during COVID-19. Um, <laughs> Oh my God, that was hysterical. I think I think we should keep it in. But so two million years ago, humans, you know, we were on the savanna in Africa, right? We were coming face to face with lions, tigers, and bears. And so fear kept us safe. You know, there was actually this other doctor that actually read about his work in Discover Magazine. And, you know, he talks about how you know, it's a useful alarm system, right, that stops us from getting into danger. But there's several layers of it. So there's the rational mind, you know, and then we have the primitive mind. And the primitive mind is the one that goes out hoarding toilet paper, thinking that we'll never <laughs> get another roll, right? But that's what it is. It's also a bit of a herd mentality, too. Mm -hmm. When we see everybody else doing it, we're going to start doing it as well. Mm -hmm. So if anybody is hoarding and you feel bad about it, just know that that is a primitive instinct. It doesn't mean that you can't use critical thinking with it and override it, but just know it's human that if that's what you're doing, and I think it explains why people were doing it. And, and what I love about this is that you've given people to dive into their compassion for themselves, right? So that they can know, okay, so I am hardwired to hoard and be xenophobic. Right? Well, we're going to get to xenophobia in just a second. But, yeah, because but, we are hardwired to be xenophobic. Right. So we're, we're hardwired in this way. And we still have another part of our brain that can be rational and says, okay, is this behavior necessary in this moment, right? So right. Th there's two parts, right? We can understand the hardwiring and we can make another choice. This is an extraordinary gift of being human, where other species, you only have your instinct and that's it. That's the only move you make. You told the story about the scorpion and the frog. <laughs> yeah, the scorpion and the frog. It's, right. It is. I mean, we do have the luxury of, of having the ability to have critical thinking. Right. We have a complexity of existence. So we have choices. And if there are people who are also feeling, I'm just going to say it, people use the word racism all the time. So I'll just, xenophobia is a word that is also used when you fear um, others that don't look like you in the mirror, effectively. And, you know, the studies show, and again, this is part of what our primitive instinct is, when we see something or someone that either represents, so for instance, this COVID-19 came from Wuhan, China. So there's a lot of people that are becoming very xenophobic about anybody from any Asian country. That's just how they are. But what that's doing is, is that our instincts can't distinguish between 
like a dirty handrail, which you tell yourself, don't touch that, right? Mm -hmm. And someone that looks different than us because again, back on the Savannah, I'm going back to the Savannah a lot. I just like the, and I like Savannah, Georgia. So I just keep, (laughs) even though that's not the Savannah I'm talking about, the Savannah is actually in Africa. And people who've never heard this, the term and where we came from in this way is a Savannah is like a big grassy area with like very few scattered kind of canopy trees, just so everybody gets a visual of what a savanna looks like when we were on it, when we didn't have shelter, when we didn't have podcasts. (laughs) Very scarce resources. (laughs) Very scarce resources. We didn't have podcasts. Can you imagine living without podcasts? (laughs) No, I can't. But part of our, our nature is when we're in fear mode that we tend to go and want to be around first as family because we look like them. Right. Well, we want to be safe. And we right? want to be safe. So we go. But the visual part of it is mm-hmm. also really important. Absolutely. Because it's what we know. Right? right. So you look like me. You feel like me. I feel safe. When something is different, now I don't feel safe. I don't have the context to log this as something known, something safe. So now I'm on alert. Right. And in the U.S., you know, we have a, a pretty good size of our population is of Asian descent. And there's a lot of slurs being thrown. I mean, there's a lot of fear that's happening. And it's because it's our nature, right? But going back to what we talked about when it came to just general fear is that we can use critical thinking to start tampering that down a bit. You know, we don't have to do that. It's okay if you feel that way, but no, you have a choice. No, you can continue to feel that way, should you choose. Or you can actually be like, you know what? Probably not every Asian person on the planet has COVID-19, right? I mean, so you, so, but this is critical thinking time for us. So if you are feeling this way and you've been struggling in it, you can actually be okay that you feel this way, but you have a way out. Right. And have compassion for yourself as much as you're having compassion for the other person who is probably being judged, even if it's on a low frequency, like a um, not verbally, there's no action taken, but it's just a frequency. They're feeling that. They're perceiving that. And being on the receiving end of all that judgment and all that fear, it's real. And if you think that they're, well, I didn't say anything, so it's fine. It's not fine. It's, it's not the, fine. That vibe you're giving off is real. And just think about it. Whenever we try something new, we're nervous about it. We're fearful. Like, am I going to fail? Am I going to look stupid, hurt myself, like what's going to happen? And so we're used to overcoming the fear to do something new, whether it's apply for a new job or start a new relationship or learn how to draw. I don't know what it is, <laughs> something new. But we we have to overcome that part of us that says, this, I don't feel safe doing this because I've never been here before. Some people are having that experience even being in shelter in place, right? right. I've, I've never done this before. They're actually being panicked and being uncomfortable, being agitated and really struggling with mental health because they've never done this before, right? So it's Yeah, I don't think any of us have done this. Well, no. at least in this body, we haven't done this before. Right. And, you know, I mean, I'll tell you, and we've talked about this, you know, off being recorded, is we are not immune. You and I have not been immune to this. Like, we are dealing with the same emotions that oh, everybody else mercy. Has. Yes. And we're going to talk more about this when we come right back. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, 
Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. So we were talking about dealing with the fear and the judgment that comes from being around other people that are different from us or quite the opposite, the fear of being sheltering in place, being feeling like we're locked in or trapped. You and I are certainly not immune to this. And, you know, just yesterday, I had a pit in my stomach that was there all day long. And I kept trying to figure, like, what is this? Am I afraid of what the future could look like? What am I afraid of? Interestingly, it ended up being an alert system, (laughs) um, (laughs) giving me a cue that some things were coming, and they were. And with some of the work that I do, there's a lot of people that have had to be let go, and that's what it was. And and I found out later on in the day that that's what that knot in my stomach was. Right. So it was an alert system telling me something's coming. Yeah, that's signaling. And then when it gets confirmed, like, oh, this is happening, it's like, oh, that's what it is. There's that small relief, and then there's that, you know, new layer of grief that, oh, this is the sadness that everyone has to process now. Right. Like, layers and layers. It's really hard. It's really hard. And I'll find myself, like, just having this agitation level. It's in the nervous system. And I'm like, Brian, you have got to shake it off. You have got to, you know, remember, stay informed, but not overwhelmed. So you check in in whatever way is helpful for you to check in. For some people, they're playing the news all the time. 
that would not work for me. <laughs> it would not be wor worth it to have the television all the, on all the time because it's too hard on my system. So, and that's one thing. If you don't mind me interrupting, that's no, one of course, Doctor Pam. That Doctor Pam talked to me about this morning was that we are also hardwired to always want to know what's going on because we believe part of our survival relies on that. And she's, as we were talking this morning, she was writing a blog about FOMO. Mm -hmm. And the fear of missing out on the news, fear of missing out on what's going on, right. even though we also know that it is tearing our nervous system apart. Because also, keep everyone needs to remember that the job of the news anymore is to be on 24 hours a day. Right. And it's not what it once was. So it's like, pick your source, check it when you need to, because it's sending people off cliffs. Right. You know, we are big newsies in this house, and I'm telling you, it's not on hardly is at all, of, mm -hmm. especially versus what it used to be, because we just can't take it. I, I prefer watching Golden Girls. <laughs> I really do. Like, Golden Girls is that really happy place for me, because my mom and I used to watch it, so it get Aww. back to that, right? Of course, Aww. you know, awe, right? Because mom and I would hang out and watch the Golden Girls. We thought it was the greatest thing next to Designing Women. Aww. I think they were kind of a tie for us, but we would watch TV together. That's so and I sweet. and so I love Golden Girls, and but it, it gives me that comfort, right? So I'm finding yeah. that comfort and and going back in time, which I think is only human. Exactly, and it's important to stay informed, and maybe you know reading or getting you know those downloads, taking them when you need them instead of having them bombard you all the time is a nice choice, and then making sure that like watching comedies, watching romantic comedies, watching adventure, these are my recommendations. Because while your body may be limited, your mind and your imagination are not. Yes. So can I give some recommendations? Yes. <laughs> yes, please do. I have to because there is a movie that I have watched no less than seven times. And it's called Book Smart. And I think it was such an underrated movie last year. It came in my batch of Academy screeners because mm -hmm. I'm, uh, those that might not know, I am also, I'm a former Hollywood executive, but also I am a member of the um, Academy of Motion Pictures. And so Booksmart came in that, so I have the DVD. And I'm telling you, every time I watch it, I laugh harder, I think. It is okay. so damn funny. It is so <laughs> worth watching. It's rated R, so just so everybody know, it's rated R. You're shocked by this, I know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure everyone is very shocked that I would like something rated R. But it is hilarious, so I highly recommend Booksmart. It's a really good one. That's awesome. <laughs> and Golden Girls. But this is part of self-care. Right? right, like because we want to talk about self care. We wanted to start out by you know really explaining to folks why they may be feeling this way. And if you're out there wondering why are two people with psychic abilities telling me about psychology or the body and human nature, my response to you is that I actually have not met somebody in the spiritual work that doesn't know about human nature and the body because I had to go literally back to school when I was taught the transcrystal therapy to learn where the organs were again, <laughs> to learn, no, for real. And so I just, you know, to ease everyone's mind that, you know, and I know you, Brenda, you probably know more about the human body and human nature than most humans, just because you have to work with people and their body, right? Mm -hmm. And where they're coming from. So I just, you know, I'm just giving a little shout out to, <laughs> it's not totally surprising, the fact that we would start someplace like that, like we're not starting just in the kind of the woo-woo land. We're starting in a very primal place. Well, and we're working with the lower three chakras, right? The first right. chakra, right, traditionally spins to red, is all about survival. <laughs> like that's right, what the it first, is all about survival. That's what the first chakra is, right? My tribe, 
which we talked about, those people that I look like, I sound like, I recognize as my own, I'm safe around. For the most part, we all know our families are a little dysfunctional. <laughs> That's how we like it, though. <laughs> That's how we choose, right? The second chakra, which is also being hit, which is our creativity, our sexuality, our finances, our emotions. No one's working, right? Or working from home in ways that you can, if you can. And if you have the incredible option to work from home, you may be surrounded by your kids all the time. <laughs> so then the capacity and productivity goes down, right? And so these are the challenges that are really hitting the body. So we really want to focus on that because it matters. And then of course, the third chakra, which is the ability for being strong and being confident and, you know, having a strong, healthy self-esteem. And I don't know anyone who's feeling those things right now because everything feels so vulnerable. Everything feels so unsteady. And many people feel very unsafe. Right. And for those that are keeping score at home with your different stones that relate to your various chakras, I've been carrying around both rose quartz, which is to the self-love, but I've been carrying around a lot of smoky quartz. And my smoky quartz is that first chakra, and it is to release things that are not serving me. So again, we are suffering and dealing with the same things that you guys are. And these are things that we are trying to do, A, for ourselves. But then the thing that I loved, Brenda, connecting it back to the first episode we did on COVID-19, was a day after I received the written channeling from Patricia that she did with the Divine Mother. You sent out an email, which was brilliant. Like, I felt so cared for from reading oh. hers and then reading your, and I really did. I really felt like I was so lucky in the world to be surrounded by such extraordinary women that it, you know, went from, you know, the really fifth, sixth, and seventh shocker, if you will, with what Patricia was doing. And then it was this all about self-care that you were, and I think what would be really great is, you know, do you want to talk about some of those pieces, you know, or parts of it, or if there's new things that have come up? Absolutely. You know, since you wrote it, that I think that would be really helpful for folks. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, when I wrote that a, a week ago, I really felt like the contraction, right, of everyone just kind of going, <gasps> and stop breathing. You know, when, when you stop breathing, it's a really good way to send your body into fight, flight, and freeze. <laughs> and when we, what happens when we do that, the energy just gets stuck in your body. It gets held in a traumatic way. And they call it getting stupid, right? Because you, your prefrontal cortex, that logical linear part of your brain stops functioning. <laughs> and you've seen people when they go into that, when you tell them shocking news, a lot of times they'll just put their head in their hands and they, they can't even process it. And so in small ways, you may have found yourself in that situation. Every time you watch the news or someone calls, I know in this household, we know people who've passed from this disease and it's shocking and we are in unprecedented times. So it's just hard to process in general. And so when we go in to this contraction, this panic, this trauma, we forget our tools. We forget so many of the things we know. And we're going to review that list when we come back. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. 
I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, everybody. We are back. And I'm sure everyone is anticipating all the things that Brenda is going to go down her list in terms of us finding self-care. And again, to get out of that fight, flight, and freeze, breaking that cycle of deep contraction, in that moment, you actually forget that you're safe. In that moment, you forget how smart you are because your resources, your physical resources are firing different things, creating lots of adrenaline, spiking your heart rate, narrowing your vision, things like that, which is helpful if you're being chased. (laughs) You're helpful if you're physically at risk. That's something you can evade, but helpful to figuring out your next move or problem solving, not so much. (laughs) So we have- Right, it's fine if you're on the savannah. Yes. (laughs) With the lions, tigers, and bears. Right. And the canopy trees. 
But when you're but at no, home with your toddler, no good. No good. <laughs> you have, right, no you good. have got to get those marbles out of their nose. <laughs> like that, it's got to happen. <laughs> I have and, to tell you really quick before you go on. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this thing. This is great. Because I do also love what people are doing with some of this time and the way that they're oh, behaving. The creativity some people is, are, oh, the creativity is extraordinary. Yeah, they're, the they're doing marble races. They're like building these little, like, I don't know what they are, like a the, race car yeah, thing. Or like they're obstacle courses they're, in their house. Or, yes. Yeah. And they're do but they're using marbles. Yeah. So when you said marbles, that like yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that's right. I remember seeing this marble thing. And <laughs> Maybe that's why it, it came was out really of my mouth. great. And that hilarious, but it was hilarious. I'm like, yeah. good for people. Like some people are really, I mean, they're killing it. Yeah. In a good way. Without a without way. a doubt. So just remember your basics to reset your nervous system. Seven deep breaths. So the seven deep belly breaths. And even if you I'm just doing it. Oh, okay. I'm just I, doing the deep breaths. I, I just heard a truck go by. I'm just going to rank them to my uh, 22 minutes. <laughs> I, I was deep breathing. I was Did you hear that truck? You talking. I that, didn't. Oh, it must have been on my end then, but I could have sworn I heard a truck on your end. <laughs> was, it a, what is it, was it a spirit truck? It was a spirit truck. <laughs> Did, was there like a spirit? Was there a ghost that was a, a, a 18-wheel driver? So this is what I like to do. For my for my seven deep breaths, if you're not used to belly breathing, because most of us are, we breathe in our lungs. Obviously, we breathe in our lungs. But to get the diaphragm moving, if you lie on the on your back on the floor or on a bed, and you bring your fingertips towards each other over the bottom ribs, you'll meet your fingertips will meet right on the diaphragm. And so, just take a deep breath in, so only your belly lifts, not your lungs, and then exhale slowly. And you can breathe in, I am safe, and exhale, I am safe. Breathe in, I am well, and exhale, I am well. Like just this slow, beautiful, rhythmic reset is literally at your fingertips. This reminds me so much of like deep grief, because that's what people are in. I mean, there's, right. you know, then you just deep grief, but you're locked in your house. And I remember you telling me, Eons ago, and I know I've mentioned this on this, on one of our past episodes. You asked me a question, and I'm like, "Well, I'm just afraid." And you're like, "Well, what are you afraid of? What's the worst thing that's going to happen?" And I said, "Well, what if I die?" And you're like, "You'll be back." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So weirdly, from that moment on, I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. I'll be back." <laughs> Fine. You like our school too much, <laughs> I do, right? <laughs> Okay, that's, sorry. That's awesome. No, that's awesome. <laughs> Just, you know, so, injecting. So as you do this slow, deep breathing, I really want you to search your heart, not your busy head, but search your heart for affirmations that feel good, that really feel good. So I want you to do that. And we've talked before about getting your hips close to the wall, lifting them up on a blanket or a pillow, and then putting your heels up the wall so that the blood reversal is reversed. And your heart is lower, just a little bit, a couple inches lower than your hips. It helps reset the parasympathetic nervous system, which is super important. Getting outside. So far, we can still be outside as long as we keep that six feet distance. And just like staring at trees, staring at something on the horizon, super important to remember that this is happening now, but it's not going to happen forever, right? If we can stay home, <laughs> if we can flatten that curve, it's not going to happen forever. And you will have your future to focus on and bring all your gifts to. Meditation, dropping inside, scanning for where that tension is held, breathing into those spaces, just acknowledging it and letting it dissolve and let it exhale down, just release it. These are things, obviously, we've talked about essential oils, three drops on the bottom of the feet, 
I like really working with valor for grounding. Super important. Drop grounding cords. Super important. Yes. I have. I have. Resorted I have never to seen my hand. I have never seen you do that before. <laughs> I know. I've resorted to raising my hand <laughs> so Brenda can see me on the video to share because. And again, this all comes from you. And I took one of your oil classes once, so I feel like I know something. But last night, Suzanne and I started talking a lot about this stuff and, you know, potential outcomes, and none of them really feel great. And so I looked at her and I said, I have some stress away over here. What stress away is one of the blends from Young Living. And I said, let me rub this on your feet. Mm, That's so sweet. And she's like, you don't have to. I said, actually, I do. And I'll, you know what? I'll do it every day. So plop those hooves over here <laughs> and very lovingly. And, and you know what? It, she felt great. I felt great because I was, and also, I mean, guys, if you ever smell this stuff, it's incredible. But it's, there's many others, yeah. oils or blends to use. Because you also talked about the importance of staying connected and intimacy as well with those in the household. It's so important because I do want to, actually, one of our listeners DM'd me and said, I'm a big hugger. How am I going to get through? Right, that social- was me. <laughs> that uh, was that, you. That was my DM. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was me. Thanks for reaching out. I really I appreciate your name. support. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had to do it. <laughs> but like for people who are those tactical, and we know that human touch releases endorphins. Endorphins are the feel-good hormone, right? And so these are critical for our mental health and well-being, and it helps us bring out our humanity that we talked about that can get overridden when we are living in fear. And so if you are someone who lives a very social life, and this person did, you know, her job put her on the front line with people. So clearly she's out of work. And so what I said is set aside time with your wife that says, we need to spend time cuddling. We need to be close, skin on skin. It actually changes your biochemistry. If you don't happen to have a partner like that right now, get a pet, (laughs) do something, get a fuzzy pillow, do what you need to do to have some experience of softness and pleasurable touching sensation. It's super important. It's just really, really important. So you were just recommending to people that a fuzzy pillow can replace their loved ones. I'm working with what we have, people. (laughs) (laughs) Animals are incredible. Yeah. Too. I mean, obviously, I think people know that because otherwise you wouldn't have them in your home. Right. But I know for a fact, Suki has no idea that COVID-19 exists. <laughs> I mean, I think she's smart and all, but she's not that smart. And She is and that she, smart. She doesn't care. <laughs> right. She doesn't right. care. Yeah. But just because she's, you know, she couldn't be happier. Yeah. Lulu's the same. Heaven. I yeah. mean, she's like, wait a second. You're here all the time, Mother. So then <laughs> we must go awesome. on two walks a day. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Which yeah. is part of being outside, yeah. again, with proper distancing, safe yeah. distancing. But she's so happy. It makes me happy. Because also what we have is we have these mirror neurons. Right. And if we see something or someone happy, we smile too. Which is why, so when I, why I really invite people to, to check out those comedies and those romantic comedies, right? Because all of a sudden you'll be giggling with the character or, you know, whatever. Booksmart. You need yeah. to watch Booksmart. Booksmart. It is hilarious. <laughs> Booksmart. Oh, my God. I peed like 10 times. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Super important. <laughs> I do want to talk just a minute about journaling. I recently put up a blog on my website, brenda-rose.com, that you can check out called Inner Freedom, I think is what it's called. And there's a sheet that you can print out to actually help you journal. Because a lot of times people, when they think about journaling, they just think, oh, I'm going to vent or I'm going to dump all my 
toxic emotions here because I'm pissed or I'm sad or whatever, and they just dump it, which is part of journaling, but it's not the whole thing of journaling. The power of journaling is actually for self-exploration, to understand why am I feeling what I'm feeling and what's underneath that feeling and understanding your core and how you got there. Even if you can say, I'm afraid, well, what are you afraid of? right? What are you afraid of? Ultimately, it's, I'm going to die. That's okay. You'll be back. (laughs) You'll be back. The best response ever, by the way, was you you were like, oh, that's it? Oh, you'll be back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you're telling me that I am not divine and this is my last life? Um, (laughs) You are divine in every way, my friend. (laughs) Which which that is a hilarious no. You know, um, and I'm probably revealing entirely too much about Suzanne and I, so hopefully she won't listen to this episode. Um, (laughs) But we've had some really amazing conversations through this. And because, you know, you and I are doing these all these extra shows that are dedicated to really today and what we're dealing with. And I, and I go and I talk to Suzanne about them. And, you know, we even talked this morning and I said, you know, my goal is to really look at my addictions and to deal with those and to come out of this addiction free. And we start, we even talked about like drinking. Neither one of us are really that, are big drinkers and alcoholism is not really a place for us to go. And so we were just kind of talking about these, but we know it is for other people. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that alcohol can be a real struggle for people. And I just think it's worth when you're journaling to see what does come up from that. And I think it's an incredible exercise for us to do. And again, remembering that when we have addictions, it's never about the alcohol. It's about numbing, right? I want to stop feeling. That's why it's important to understand and have great compassion for yourself because earth school is hard, right? It's not just a tagline. It's real. Well, yeah. and it's not just hard. It's hard as fuck right now. <laughs> I mean, we should change it to earth school is hard AF. <laughs> and so understanding what am I afraid of feeling? What am I afraid that is bigger than me? Because there's nothing bigger than you. Remember that. If you can get some help, talk to people, reach out, DM us. Make sure you take care of your human connections because they're super important. And the best thing you can do is actually reach out to help someone else. It totally is. Like it's nothing important. feels better, especially at a time like this, than knowing that we we can reach out and show our compassion and to try to help. And, you know, I spend my evenings, by the way, DMing you guys because you guys are like shooting notes to us all the time. And whether it's to the other side guys or whether it's to mine or Brenda's account, and I spend an awful lot of time just talking to you guys and happy to do it because I feel like, one, I feel better because I feel like I'm a part of something important, which is you. And I think that purpose is what we need. And even if it doesn't feel that big. When we reach out to others, we remember to be compassionate with ourselves. And when we can remember to be compassionate with ourselves, we can extend that to others. It's a wonderful cycle of lifting your vibration and creating healing on the planet, even during this contracting time. And don't forget, you're also going to find all kinds of gems in this, what feels like forced isolation. You're going to find incredible friendships that you're going to rekindle them. You're going to find new aspects of your kids that you missed somehow in the busy world. There's going to be all kinds of beautiful little gifts that are coming from this. Just wait for them, look for them, expect them. You know, one of the things that I've been doing a lot in the last couple of weeks is reaching out to everybody, everybody mm-hmm. that I love. 
And so even if it's a text, right? I mean, I sent a text yeah. to a friend of mine who was, uh, we were so close. And, you know, this is how life goes, right? We go in and out of our different seasons. Her name is Catherine. And she's the one that, the first person I went to when, um, when I went back to work after I found out when, when mom pat, when mom jumped and I was so devastated, <laughs> she's who I wanted to see. Like she was mm-hmm. that person. And so I reached out to her the other day and I was like, I just want to know I miss you and I love you. And it was like that simple. And she wrote, she texted back and she's like, this is the yeah. best message I could have ever had. You know, just those moments, right. like to, don't forget to tell people those things and to know right. that you're thinking about them because it matters, I think. Super important. Remember your humanity with compassion. And remember, our school is hard. Without the other side. Thanks for joining us, everyone, and a special thanks to our producer, Maya Cole, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides, or shoot us a note at OthersideGuides at iHeartRadio.com, and you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think, we want to know what you know, and we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.